Hi, and welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday podcast with me, Dave Drimmy. In this podcast, I give you ideas, insights, information, and inspiration to help you achieve your potential in business and in life. So let's get stuck into this week's show. Hello, everybody. This is Dave Drimmy from the Wealthy Wednesday podcast. I'm really, genuinely, really, really excited today because all the way from California in America, we've got the amazing Henel Turner with us. Hello, Henel. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Dave. Well, listen, delighted you here. And by the way, I got my hair done specially for you. Yeah, I can see that. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, welcome. And folks, listen, um, I asked Hinal to come and join us because last year, I think it was last year, Hinal, I I came on one of your programs, yeah? Yeah, I think so. So so basically, we'll come to Hinal's background in a minute, but I just want to share with you a program that uh, Hinal's company ran, and it was called uh, How to Hire, correct me if I get the title wrong, it's How to Hire Five-Star Employees, correct? That, That was it. Awesome. And by the way, folks, it was, it changed the way I've been thinking about and helping my clients recruit talent into the business. I'll just say that, but more on that in a second. But before we get there, Hino, now, whilst you live in America, you actually, we'll come to your career in a second, but you come from this side of the pond, so to speak, don't you? I do. I was uh, born in Wembley. Wow. Wembley in London. In London. Fantastic. So how old were you when you moved to America? Three. Oh, it was all right. So uh, that was about uh, about fifteen years ago, then. Uh huh. Yeah, just 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 uh, just under. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, uh, Hino, you've you've got um, an amazing career that you've actually had. But could you maybe jump into g- give us a little bit of a pathway to um, how you actually got involved in working with the All In Company? You know, just take us through a, a, just over the next couple of minutes, just a, a bit about your journey to where you are now. Sure. So, um, so I started um, actually not in the path of you know human resources, but today I I do consider myself an human resources HR business professional. Um, I started, you know, actually in uh, in law school um, right after college, and I quickly decided that wasn't the path for me. And I started taking courses. And as soon as I started with the human resources class, and I learned about sort of the profession and the interaction of how you know important our human resources are to our businesses and our community out there. It was the perfect match. It was an opportunity for me to work with people, actual humans, but also make a positive impact on their lives as well as, you know, have an, an overlay of a business aspect, um, you know, to just to the person, to the organization. So basically from, from uh, an early point in your career, you could see that you could impact human beings. And create impact in the world. Right. And I wanted to do so, but I wanted to do so strategically and with some structure. And that's kind of where I landed into, into this field. And from there, I started off, you know, as a, as an intern, you know, so I worked for a big organization. And from there, I moved into um, an HR manager role. And I spent several years of my HR career there. I'm working in-house as an HR professional. Um, and then from there, I moved on to an HR consultant role where I spent about 
eight years working with several hundred businesses and all different industries varying in size. Um, and from there, I matched up with um, Danielle and the All In Company. And that brings us to last year. Wow. It strikes me that um, from uh, an early point in your career that you really had a, you knew the direction you were going to take. And from there, you just gained experience which has been on a consulting basis, but now you're more with the all-in company, it's very much more an educational basis, or do you, through the all-in company, do consulting with companies as well? So for our clients, we, we focus you know, primarily on recruiting and hiring five-star employees. But with that, you, know, you, you find that some of the people in your organization are not five-star employees. And so we need to bring in that HR consultant element to, you know, quickly, effectively, you know, potentially help that person improve or remove that person from the organization. So there is a, a bit of that HR consultant piece that comes into play with our clients at the All In Company. That's fantastic. I think it's just amazing, actually. So in my role, I work with a lot of business owners who literally have major, major challenges in delegating because they've had the wrong people there before, they've been let down. And as a result, particularly in Q4 last year, speaking to people this side of the year, the amount of people that just needed the Christmas break because they were burnt out running an organization, it's quite frightening, actually. If I'm hearing you correctly, then basically, not only do you have this pathway to bring in five-star employees, and we'll ask more about that in a second, but you'll prune out the people that are just not pulling the weight or whatever. Uh, and by doing so, you're creating a platform to which a business owner can entrust the growth of the business, correct? Exactly right. We we need five-star employees working in organizations to maximize profit, to keep the memento going and to have a successful business. Outstanding. I love it. And I, I remember one of the first um, one of the first elements of the course that we went through was it was about the 11 qualities of a five-star employee. And my goodness, unbelievable. So could, could you maybe unpack a bit more of what a five-star employee is? What is maybe a one, two, three star? So imagine I was a client of yours. So the listeners here can actually understand a bit about the process that you go through. If I was a client, how would you help me understand how you can serve me? Sure. To answer your question, you know, first and foremost, it's so important to understand what a five-star employee is. And that goes with in all facets because you're never going to find a five-star employee if you don't know what you're looking for. So our our general you know theme around five star employees is that five star employees crave that transparency, they crave results, they crave accountability. So a five star employee has um, meets all five stars of the five star criteria. First, the five star employees' core values align with that of the business owners. Five star employees score seven or higher on the 11 universal qualities of five-star employees. So the 11 universal qualities of five-star employees is kind of that same DNA that runs through all five-star employees. Things like they're, they're, they listen, they limber, they're limber, um, and they produce quantifiable results for you. And there's 11 different um, qualities in total. And, and just on that on that point, Hinal, just uh, sorry to interject here, oh, it's but it, 
it, it's it's a it's a spreadsheet exercise, isn't it? The person is yes or no, or or a number, or thereby. It's not oh, this person might be a good person sometime in two thousand no. or whatever. It's, it's yes or no, isn't it? It is, yeah. So we always look for in our process, we're looking for an objective, you know, application of the five star rating system. Um, against your employees, as well as, you know, as applicants who are coming into your, your pipeline. So you'll be, you run through the 11 qualities exercise and identify, you know, first with your existing employees, well, does this person have this quality or do they not? So with your existing, existing team, for instance, you can do the quick litmus, litmus test, right? You can Tell, tell yourself, well, does this person listen? Does this person produce results for me? Does this person have uh, the the skill set, which is that third star, um, for the role? So very um, a very pro- process-based system to evaluate your you know, five-star employees and five-star candidates. Outstanding. So, so that's two of the stars there. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So you've got first is the core values. The second is the eleven. They they have to score a seven or higher on the eleven universal qualities of a five star employee. The third is that they have to meet or exceed your scorecard and expectations for the role specific aptitudes and skills. So you know a big difference between you know saying it and actually doing it right is what a skill is what a skill is and aptitudes right every role has a different set of requirements in terms of what that person needs to bring to the table um so it's your responsibility as the business owner to understand what those aptitudes might be and um what your minimum expectations are for that so we guide our clients through this you know step by step process to customize this five star rating system for for their organization and the role, and then they're ready to go and to make that assessment um, in their recruitment process. Brilliant. That's fantastic. And the next star? The next star is, is a person committed and capable of meeting or exceeding your defined success metrics. So if you're looking, for example, for a salesperson, if you need somebody who's going to close 90 or let's say 80% of their uh, their sales calls. So that should be a defined success metrics that you have. And um, it should be something that's in your job posting. It should be something you're talking about all the time um, with your candidates so that there is a clear expectation of being able to, to do so. And it's something that you ask about, right? Like where your, what's your production history, um, for example, going to that sales role. And then the last the last uh, star is that the person has an ROI for you for three times return on what they what you pay for them in a payroll stance. That I think is a metric. I was speaking to somebody um, last week actually who said, "Oh, we have a, we have an office manager, but she doesn't really make us money, but she runs my business." So the business owner didn't really analyze the kind of profit, which clearly this lady has systematized the business, etc. There's no metrics in the owner's head about that. But even if there, were, if there was somebody who is, for example, on reception, mm-hmm. ordinarily, you know, we may think, oh, well, that person's on reception. It's quite demeaning. But if that person can be given other tasks, like it might deal with this, you know, the social media content or whatever it might be, then you're getting an ROI back. Is that kind of what you're talking about there? Yeah. For, for those who don't 
you know, directly produce, you know, a, a, a revenue for you. The way that you're going to be able to measure the ROI is by, you know, carefully articulating what your success metrics look like for the role. So for example, for a receptionist, it might be adding in some administrative responsibilities like responding to to emails, you know, at at this level. So, you know, 25 a day. It might be um it might be something like adding some uh, some like some accounting work to it. So you have to think about what that person in that role can can do um, and really what the role is capable of, not not so much the individual person, but what you need from that role. And if the person is achieving your your metrics that you've set out, then they're also giving you that return on peril that that you need, Perfect. right? Because they're doing what you're what you need um, in order to continue that business forward. Um, so the business can continue to to generate. That, that's fantastic, Ashin. So ultimately, in the end of the day, uh, it's it's one of the KPIs, key performance indicators, to measure in a business. It's the employee KPI, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Okay, because ultimately, if we've got everybody in a business that is aligned and has bought into the core values and thus into the culture, then if they're all aligned about making profit, then there's potentially performance-related bonuses and at a time of high inflation, that's obviously going to be valued, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. People love so, it. <laughs> so when you talk about core values, um, a conversation I was having earlier on today was about culture as well. Mm-hmm. But if you've got, from what you're describing, and this is my understanding, when you've got a team of five-star employees, it's like a winning team. It's like a it's like a high-octane, high you know, NBA basketball team or or Premier League team or whatever it might be, people are focused. The core values are aligned. They know where they're going. There's ultimately, I would imagine, there's a strategic plan, which is what I do with all my clients: is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, and trends, and core values, vision of where they're going. So it's all it's like they're it's like an oar in a rowing boat. They're all pulling in the same direction. Exactly. What's your thoughts about how do you create a culture? that five-star employees would thrive in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for, you know, for five-star employees, you know, we know five-star employees like a lot of the same things. So five-star employees like to be held accountable. Five-star employees like structure. They like to have consistency. They like to see um, and understand what success looks like in their role. And they want to be aware of things that are going on as well, like probably from a big picture standpoint, right? And they want to understand, well, here is my role and here is the impact. Um, Five-star employees like to work with other five-star employees, and that's a big one. So when you have people in your organization who are one, two, or three-star employees, you're also risking a five-star employee from, you know, leaving and finding another course of employment. So you want to you, you want to make sure you're never settling and that you're always, you know, hiring five-star employees. And that will create this amazing culture quite easily because people will, you know, recognize, you know, their own, um, a bit of themselves in the people that they're around because the core value alignment is there. And you'll have these specific skill sets 
that people are going to learn from and learn from each other. And that's another um, another quality of a five-star employee is that they love to learn. So you've got to, you know, think about what your, your hiring process looks like. And it kind of goes back to the people in your organization that's going to shape the culture that your organization, you know, outputs. Fantastic. And thus I would imagine if there's a high element of learning, there needs to be a really strong kind of pathway for growth once they're in that role as well. So so they come in at a certain role, but it's a case of going, well, you're moving from this position, but what do you really want? Oh, I want I, I, I want your seat, you know. So you go, great, fantastic. Because people who say that means that hopefully you'll move to the next level as well. Is, is that correct thinking? Yeah, I mean, that that's one avenue of learning. Um, there could also be, you know, an opportunity where somebody, or not an opportunity, but there could be a, you know, a situation where somebody, you know, has this skill set and they're great at it. Um, and there is something, you know, beyond that, that the person wants to learn about and do better in. So as the business owner, you know, how can you help them? So maybe they want to network and maybe they want to attend conferences. Maybe they want to increase their education and go back to school and learn more. Maybe they want to to improve their writing skills and and learn how to, I guess, just write better. Or maybe they want to learn software. So you, you want to make sure you're you're helping that person learn. Um, and that could mean a various things. And it also could mean that the person wants to grow and improve within the, within the company. Perfect. So it sounds to me like uh, we need fertile soil in which to plant the seedling that's a five-star employee. Mm-hmm. So they can grow and blossom and become, they can realize their potential and at the same time, I guess, as, as they are growing, then the company grows as a result. Right. Fantastic. This is so, so enlightening. And uh, and folks, I, I hope you're getting some, some real gems from this because this is just terrific. So if we go back to the step, we've got the job descriptions. We know the qualities that we actually want. We've, we've got the core values, all those elements. Where do we find these unicorns? How, yeah. do, we, how do we locate... Now, now that we know we're looking for five-star employees, it makes them more identifiable. It's very, very specific. But where on earth do these people come from? Because the, in almost every industry, um, when I speak to people, I get the common phrases, oh, there's no talent left in our industry. Mm-hmm. H- help us unpack that a little bit, please. Sure. I mean, you have to also think, well, what are you doing as a business to to cast a wide net. So we, you can't, you know, the answer is not to rely on one job board. Um, The answer is not just to do one thing. It really is the sum of all things. So yes, you need to post a job and, uh, you know, use on multiple job boards. Yes. You may have a, you know, a referral program where you, where you kind of concentrate in and seeing if you have existing talent who can, who can, refer other other five star candidates um, but but what else can you be doing and you partner with you know local schools and universities can you um, can you be a guest speaker somewhere can you can you look at your you know business networking groups and and potentially find another five star employee there 
So there's, you can't do just one thing. And I think that's a big pitfall that a lot of businesses make is they rely on, on just one thing and think that that's enough. Um, so you have to kind of do the sum of all things. You always want to be recruiting and you want to make sure it's, it's very clear that, you know, we are thinking outside the box and trying to attract as many applicants as we can. Because five-star employees, remember, all represent only the top 15% of candidates. So for, you know, 21 applicants, you're looking at, you know, three potential five-star employees. Uh, listen, fantastic advice as well. And a lot of the work I do is very strategic with regard to business growth and sales and all the aspects of helping bring oxygen into a business, so to speak. And when I'm speaking to clients, they will take weeks and months and sometimes years to bring on clients. But when somebody leaves, they go, put an advert on Indeed, I need somebody there next week. And and for me, that's wrong. I think we, we all need to be planning for growth. But I also think we need to have a talent pool of people we can reach out to so that we can go, all right, Brian has left, but we've got a relationship with people in other companies um, who were keen before. So so to me, it sounds that there's two parallels, if you like. There's the external client we're trying to bring on board, but there's our internal clients bringing on board as well. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. So to some of that, I, I, I like the idea of, um, I love the idea of having a kind of a warm, warm candidates who you can bring out, who, who would potentially be five-star employees who you might bring on or, or move through your, your recruitment process. It's just, I, I think in this market, that's a lot harder to do. I think people are, um, are, are not really in the, in the place where they want to wait around and maybe get a job. Like people are just moving so quickly. And so we do encourage our clients to keep a, you know, an active posting, um, live kind of all the time, like an evergreen job posting for a, a role that they typically hire, that, that they're hire frequently really, and see if a, a potential five-star candidate kind of comes through the process and is worth considering to bring on board. It's just, you really have to move quickly with these candidates because of the market we are in today. Right. You know, a few years ago, it was, it was a different market. So it's a, so that, that type of approach is still still solid. I just think it it needs to to be tweaking tweaked a little bit. Fantastic, actually, and just kind of highlighting that as well. There's um, zero moment of truth. Was literally now people will go onto their iPhone or Android or whatever, and they will check a company out. I think it's seventy four percent of contact is made initially through you know looking at digital presence. Um, mm-hmm before they really will even reach out to a company. Whereas in years gone by, there were things like yellow pages and all sorts of other stuff where people go, I need a plumber, boom, A, you know, whatever it might be, A for uh, awesome plumber, right, I'll just phone them and they come around. Marketing and core values being shown on a website and mission and everything like that. Does that play a role nowadays in attracting five-star employees? You know, it does. You know, people people are looking to work for organization that they feel, you know, have a, an impact in, you know, for them. So something that they find 
important, something that they connect with, something that they they really have an interest in um, is happening now more than it ever was before. So I find, you know, less people are are looking just for a job. They want to they want to be satisfied with where they work and and we're realizing that, you know, if there is a kind of the overarching goals and the purpose of the organization and the kind of work that they're doing, um, and people want, you know, that community, right? So we have our our home community with our family. We have our maybe our friends from college and that little community that we're part of. So what's our next community is the, the community that you have at work. So Absolutely. so creating, you know, that creating that community and then attracting the right people to join that community is going to be so big, you know, for your organization and its growth. And I think people are looking for that. I heard recently, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but heard recently that people are leaving organizations because they're looking for a company that has the same core values, i.e. being a pee in the pod, but they're using money as the excuse. Does that sound familiar across in the states? I could see, I could see that like they're they're just you know saying it's a money thing, but it's more of a a true core value like a, alignment issue, or maybe it's something that to do with you know the the people or you know the the management. Like I could see that. Um, I could see people saying money is a, as an excuse for everything because it's just simple. <laughs> yeah, very true. I'll get, it's quite interesting. Last year, I heard about a company who were bought over here um, in the UK, and without telling the staff, they installed covert CCTV. <sighs> Unbelievable! And they're wondering why staff are leaving in droves. Wow, I think I heard of this. Was was there was there a newspaper? There must have been like an article and and things about that because that sounds so familiar. Wow. Well, it's it's pretty horrific, actually. I have to say, but. <laughs> But what's actually happening is they're recruiting people in, but they're paying 20, 30% higher over and above the market rate because people are just joining them because it's just for the money. It's not for the mission. And so, you know, profitability has been hampered to say the least. And then conversely, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a 60th birthday party. I'm 58, but it was a 60th birthday party. And the, the boyfriend of the daughter that was there had just taken a job, and in six months, he'd been promoted um, in a warehouse up to warehouse manager. But it's an American pharmaceutical company, um, and they encourage their employees to take a 30-minute walk during work hours every single day. I love that. There's There are chefs there. There's 150 employees on site, but it's all about mental health, physical health, and nutrition, a happy, healthy workforce adds profit. And and this young man, he was 32 years old, and it was brilliant because he said, I've been there six months, but I don't want to ever, ever have to leave. Mm-hmm. How cool is that, by the way, in today's era and retaining colleagues? I, 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 I was blown away when I heard that. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. That's great. I love that. You know, listen, you've been incredibly generous with your time. When it comes to five-star employees and is it, are there any other gems you might be able to share uh, with me and with people listening to this show? You know, I would say um, as you're, you know, as you're thinking about your, you know, your own recruitment process and your own steps in your process, um, I would say 
you know, take the time to listen. So lots of times um, in an interview, you know, somebody will ask a question like the, the interviewer will ask a question and the candidate may need a minute or two um, to think about and to formulate a response. So I would say let, so be comfortable with that silence and, you know, let the person answer the question. Um, try your, try your best not to interrupt. Don't, you know, try not to lead. Don't jump in and, you know, ruin that silence. You know, maybe the candidate needs it or maybe the candidate just isn't, doesn't know the answer. Either way, that silence is golden and, and very telling. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Again, a golden nugget there for sure. So, and, and talking about interview process, how many steps in an interview process nowadays should there be and, and what might those steps be, do you think? Yeah, so our, um, so definitely it, it certainly can vary, but uh, the steps that we recommend um, include, you know, of course, an application. You know, we, we like to see some kind of skills test in there. Um, we also like to see a screening interview and um, and then a, another set of interviews that includes um, you know particular questions that will help assess you know the person's you know qualities as well as as their aptitudes for the role. Wow, absolutely phenomenal! I carried out a quiz last year, just in um, Q three and Q four actually, and. There were basically there were five elements um, um, that, that people could answer. It was it, it's just a, a two minute quiz, and but it was strategy, um, sales, cash flow, hiring, hiring five star employees. I think I put hiring great employees and work life balance. Thirty nine percent of respondees said their major challenge was hiring people they could trust. 39%. The next one was um, work-life balance, but guess what? They are completely interlinked. And then the other the other three were pretty much balanced out against each other. So the importance of what you share today is huge because when we get the right team around about us and as business owners, we are able to entrust, which is a big thing with many people, they don't trust people. If we can entrust Delegate the delegate our weaknesses to um, somebody for whom it's their strengths. I think is what I'm trying to say. When we do that, when you've been working with organisations and putting in place five star employees, and that's happened, how has that affected the the revenues and profitability of businesses? Have you been able to see that? So we're seeing um, a lot of good trends, like a lot of great people are being hired. We're seeing that they are the right fit for the organization, for our clients. And so that tells us that um, it is a positive, of course, it's a positive impact um, on multiple levels, right? So when you make the hire right the first time, that means you're not um, needing to, to turn them around. You're not needing to recruit and hire for that same role again. Um, and you're able to take on more clients because you have more people that you can trust in the roles that you were, you know, looking to fill in the first place. So we have seen that it's positively impact growth. I haven't seen any, um, but I haven't done any kind of analysis on like specific numbers. Possibly an unfair question because you're, you're conducting your role and placing or helping company owners to understand the five-star employee qualities and then helping them find those people. So you've done your job. But it'd be, it'd be quite fascinating to go back yeah. and say, 
company A, B, and C were at 1 million, 2 million, and, and 3 million, and now they're doing 10 million, 15 million, and 20 million. And you're part, you've been part of their success story. What, a, what an amazing case study that would be for mm-hmm. the all in company, wouldn't it? Be brilliant. Absolutely. Um, Love it. So, listen, thank you so much. You've been so warm and generous and, and very giving in, in sharing this amazing, amazing information. So abundant, actually. Um, so, if somebody would, uh, having listened to this show, is interested in getting in touch with you to understand more about five-star employees, you, you've you got a program. So you've got an education program, but you've also got a consulting program. Could you, could you help us understand a bit more about those two areas, please? Sure. Yeah. So we, we do have, um, we do have, you know, various programs, um, that we're, we offer to, to business, to businesses out there. Um, so we're, we'll be, so you can always contact me if you just, you can add my email in, in your show notes and people can, you know, send me an email and I'll tell them more about it. Um, and then we can, um, for all of our clients, there is, um, consulting kind of built into that package. Um, but we can certainly, you know, I'll cert- we'll certainly talk to, to anyone who has a need and we can, figure out a way to help them either with through our programming or um, through other type of consulting. Outstanding. Thank you so much. And just talking about email. So your, your first name is H E E N L E. So it's Henel. Yep. And is it, is it Henel at the allincompany.com? That's perfect. That's it. I got it right. Fantastic. So Henel H E E N L E at theallincompany.com. And um, just, I cannot thank you enough. You've been amazing. And before we, before we, um, before we park company day. And by the way, it's snowing outside. And in California, what's the temperature at the moment? Uh, let's see. Right now, it's about 51, uh, 51 degrees Fahrenheit. Hashtag very, very jealous. <laughs> Unbelievable. But before we park company today, um, if there was one gem or golden nugget that you feel we should have shared today is there, is there just one one little gem that you can at the end of our conversation today is the one gem you might feel would be beneficial to people listening you know i would say um casting a wide net as possible so cast a wide net and recruit and and capture as many applicants as you can into your hiring process in order to yield yourself enough five-star candidates perfect you know, let's end on that because it's been amazing. I just want to thank you on behalf of myself, my team, and everyone listening to this show. Um, you literally are our first guest in this series, and I'm truly honored to have you on it. Thank you so much. You're an amazing lady. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm honored to be here. <laughs> You're outstanding. Take care, and I'll chat soon. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Wednesday podcast with me, Dave Drimmy. Check the show notes below for further details on this week's episode, including links to resources mentioned in the show. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you'll find us on Apple, Spotify, and all good podcast apps. See you next week.